Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, how's that home office working out? So I'm sure there are some of you who've had a home office for a long time. And you probably even have an ergonomic chair that adjusts your spine just right. You've got a monitor that's tilted just right and angled perfectly for your eyes. You've got the exact spot in the house and your desk is all set up. And that's not who I'm hoping to talk to today. You can listen in. But I'm wanting to talk to the people that maybe you're living on your own. You just never set up a home office. Or maybe, worst case scenario, you're at home, maybe another partner's at home, both of you have to work at home, and you've got one or two kids that are trying to do homeschooling at the same time. To make it a little worse, maybe you're living in a one or two bedroom apartment. So I'm going to start with that possibility. Anything beyond that is so much easier. So if we can make that work, anything can work. First thing to think about, and that's for everybody that's going to have to study or work. So the students, any adults that are doing home office work, pick your location. And don't worry about having to have the same location as each other. Find a spot that you would love to have. Maybe you've got a desk somewhere and you can use it, or maybe not. Maybe you've just got TV tables, or you've got counters and bookcases. But there's a spot somewhere that would be nice for you. Maybe the dining room table even. But you can't have a whole room to yourself, just a location. Now the question would be, do you want a window? Well, if you happen to be an auditory thinker, so that you're dealing with language a lot and you listen to your thoughts, you can have a window because you'll stare out of it and get lost in your thoughts. So it'll work just fine. But if you're kind of visual and you like to picture things, A window is going to be not okay for you. You're going to get distracted big time. So what you need to find is a place where it's a fixed view, always the same. Same dried flowers, same wall hanging. If nothing else, the same wrapping paper taped onto the wall. But it's always the same so that you don't get distracted by it. If you're more of a felt sense kind of a thinker, we call those kinesthetic thinkers, what you need is a situation where you can fidget a lot. So you need some fidgeting items, little stones you can futz with, um, pencils you can futz with, sketchy paper that you can doodle on, that kind of a thing. So now we've got the basic location. The next thing you're going to have to do is figure out what are you going to sit on? Seating you may have just a few choices. There might be one or two chairs in the apartment or in your sequestered space that you really like. And if they're movable, you can put them where you need them for your temporary office. If it's been a card table chair, you might find that you've got lower back pain by now, so you have to rethink the chair part. Next question is, what's going to be at your back? Because you have a personal space around you while you're thinking. You don't want people coming up to you. You may want your back against the wall. On the other hand, you may just want people to respect your space bubble. If you've got littler kids, that can be hard for them. Maybe you can lay down a bath towel 
on the ground in your space so that they know you're thinking right now and they shouldn't go into that space. You might even choose a standing desk instead of a seat. Well, you probably have a kitchen counter and there might be a part of it that could be set aside for you at least part of the day. Now let's think about your eyes. You don't want to have eye strain. The lighting matters. If you're plunking yourself right under a ceiling light, there's going to be a lot of glare, and that's going to be hard on you. So if you've got a lamp nearby, or ideally one of those ones that can switch two or three levels up so you can go bright, brighter and brightest, that would be helpful. Um, So you may have to move the lamp around when it's your turn to have a study space, and you need that lamp. You could think about the lighting on the computer, too. So what's the screen going to be? What's the backlighting? What's the size of the font? What's the tilt of the screen? All of that makes a difference. Figure out what works best for you. You're going to have to think about your ears as well. If the kind of work you're doing requires language a lot, requires you to think about a problem if you're studying, to create a project paper if you're doing work at home, You need to listen to your inner speech. And that means that the outside environment can't be too loud. That may be asking a lot if you're living with a number of other people. So what you need is some kind of ear protection. Headphones that aren't plugged into anything. If that still doesn't muffle it enough, perhaps you can dial in some environmental sounds to make the environment around you go away. The TV's got to be down if you're one of those auditory thinkers and you're dealing with language. Your time has to be non-TV time. Another thing to think about, if you had to pick a certain chunk of the day for your office setup, what time of the day is best for you? When do you think well? We aren't all alike on that. You can't have a fixed office if you have several people with several different needs several different locations, times of day, conditions they need, ingredients they need, chairs that they need. So you need to have some kind of a schedule. And you also kind of have to have your office in a box so that when it's your time, you go to the right place, you bring your chair, you bring your visual thing with you, you bring your tools, your tech tools, and it's your turn. The tech tools are another problem. Unless you have a laptop for everybody so that the students can do their stuff and the adults can do their things and everybody can be online, which would be the ideal situation, you're taking turns with one or two laptops and making it work. So schedules are going to really be huge and respecting everybody's turn is important. Another thing you may want to do is to see that you've got a getaway spot somewhere in the house that you can go to or whoever's had it for a while can go to and just chill out. So don't try to occupy all of the spaces in the house all of the time. Another thing that's quite sacred is don't mess with the kitchen when somebody's trying to fix food. So you may like the counter, but you can't have that part of the counter or not during food prep time. So now you have a few ideas for how to go about creating a home office that really can work because it looks like we have to get a second wind around that. We're going to be doing home offices for quite some time. Schools are going to be out for quite some time. So homeschooling is going to be a big deal. 
We have to admit that we're not on vacation, this is not a temporary thing, and we really can't hold our breath much longer. So it's time to be real about what we honestly need in order to be effective.